You know, when someone in our family or a friend or somebody at work or just an acquaintance, somebody we hear about becomes ill or becomes seriously injured um, or is experiencing extreme hardship uh, from something going on in their life, um, we often do, and of course we should, have compassion uh, for that individual. And this, that's what our gospel has to deal with this morning. So in Luke, what we read this morning, we hear of the compassion that Jesus had for the widow of Nain. She'd lost her husband, she was a widow, and she had one son, and he had died. And, and presumably he was her full support as well as being her perhaps only close family member that was living. And he had died. How sad. In Luke 7:13, we read, he had, meaning Jesus, Jesus had compassion on her and said to her, do not weep. So he said, even though this, this sounds very sad, he, he told her, don't weep because you shouldn't be sad. Uh, you should actually have great hope. So then he touched the coffin or the bier and he said, young man, I say to you, arise. And so he rose and, and he sat up and he started speaking uh, so that there was no doubt that he was no longer dead. And so he raised her son from the dead and presented him to his grieving mother. So he had the authority to, uh, having raised him from the dead, he in a sense possessed him uh, and he gave him to his mother. So Jesus demonstrates to us godly compassion. So there are certainly all degrees of compassion, but we need this morning to especially look at the example that Jesus gives us. So compassion, uh, we all know what it is. One definition is that it's deep sympathy for another's sufferings or misfortunes. And a translation that is used in some translations of the scriptures that I especially like is tender mercies, tender mercies. And, and that kind of gives us a different look at what compassion actually means. So as with all of Jesus' miracles, one of the lessons for us is to see that this is a, a manifestation, a testament to us of Jesus Christ being one person with two natures, fully divine and fully human. And so we see that, that he, he spoke, he touched the coffin or beer uh, as manifestations of his human nature and obviously he was there physically present before them, but his, the miracle of the resurrection that he performed was a clear uh, manifestation and testament to his divine nature. But what I want us to especially focus on this morning uh, is not that, but is in fact that resurrection teaches us about compassion and it reveals God's love to us. So resurrection teaches us about compassion and God's love. So the most striking demonstration of compassion in Christ's ministry are the three resurrections that he performed. 
And so just to remind you, I know you're very familiar with them. We read them all, uh, certainly, uh, through the year. But one is Jairus' daughter. Uh, and if you remember, she had just died and was on her deathbed still. So that was a very, if you will, early resurrection. The second is what we read this morning, the widow of Nain's son. Uh, and he had already died. He'd been dead maybe a, a day or two and was on his way to his burial. And then thirdly, the resurrection of Lazarus. And Lazarus um, uh, had been dead and in the tomb for four days, uh, such that the scriptures tell us that he was beginning to stink. Uh, so he was de um, decaying, decomposing, uh, and yet Jesus resurrected him. It's interesting, I was thinking about this, and there, there, in recent decades, perhaps, there's been a lot of writing about uh, uh, near-death experiences and how people uh, who have, have perhaps died or uh, momentarily uh, and come back and, and tell us about what they have seen. It's very interesting that, that here we have three who clearly were dead for extended periods of time, and there's no testament in the scriptures that, that they were telling of all that they had seen. They may have seen very much, uh, but there's nothing added that we need to know about what happens uh, at death than, than what we are taught and what the scriptures clearly proclaim. And, and it says very much to us uh, about that. So, so this mystery of near-death experiences is not something that we need to uh, get caught up with um, and speculate about, about and wonder about. Uh, but know, in fact, uh, that, that uh, we can trust in God uh, as we uh, go to our death, just as these three uh, died and yet were resurrected. So in each case, Christ had compassion for sorrowing relatives as well as the one who had died. But in every case, there were relatives uh, that, were, uh, that were in mourning and that were extremely sad about the circumstances of their loved one's death. And each time, he was deeply moved and had pity. And of course, we know that, that in the case of Lazarus, he's, he wept, and perhaps he did each time uh, because of, of knowing the enemy that death is. So when we look at compassion, uh, we also look and can look at the example here in the scriptures of what the conditions or qualifications are for receiving compassion, whether that compassion is from God or from one another or for our deciding how we bestow compassion on others. So first we see this example with the widow of Nain where unlike the other two, she did not even ask uh, for anything from Christ. She, they were just going to the burial of her son and Christ and his throng came across her and, and the multitudes that were with her. Uh, and so Christ stopped and stopped the procession uh, and bestowed compassion on them without her even asking or expecting it. Secondly, in each case of resurrection, um, they were clearly helpless. There was nothing the individual who had died could do to come back to life, and there certainly was nothing the family could do, and so they were helpless. And then thirdly, they were also 
undeserving in, in a sense, that, that there's no reason, nothing they did to make them eligible, if you will, uh, to be resurrected any more than anyone else who has died. Uh, they couldn't earn this special gift that Christ gave, that God gave to them. Now, the ultimate example of compassion is what we read in John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish. So the life, death, and resurrection of Christ, the gift from God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit to us uh, is the ultimate expression of compassion to us. We didn't ask for God to do that, to send his son to die. We were helpless. Mankind was helpless when he came. And certainly, as we have clearly read and learned, we were undeserving. We didn't deserve the salvation that God has given us, uh, which is what makes it so beautiful. And so we were just like the widow of Nain in all three of those aspects. She didn't ask, she was helpless, and she didn't particularly deserve what Christ gave to her in this gift of resurrection of her son. So God's compassion for us teaches us then how we're to be compassionate to others. And so that certainly is an extremely important lesson beyond our realizing that love and compassion that God has for us, that we then are to turn around and to have that same kind of compassion, God's compassion for others. We're to have deep sympathy for those in our midst who are suffering. We need to realize that, that true compassion is not sadness or hopeless despair, but it's rather based on the hope and love of God, the joy that he gives us, that joy that we experience when we proclaim that Christ is risen at glorious Pascha. And we need to remember that each time uh, when we are expressing the love of God to others through that compassion. And certainly it's because there is eternal hope in Jesus Christ because of his resurrection. The Apostle Peter said in 1 Peter 3.8, finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another. So we're clearly encouraged uh, to express this compassion to one another. And St. Paul also said, put on compassion. So through the resurrection of the widow's son, of Jairus' daughter, and of Lazarus, and mostly through our Lord Jesus Christ's resurrection, he teaches us about compassion and he reveals God's love to us. May we be compassionate to each other and to others that God brings across our paths, even if they don't ask, even if they are unable to help themselves, and certainly if they, they don't seem to deserve our compassion, that's not a qualification for our expressing compassion to them. So may God be merciful to us, and may he teach us to have compassion for one another. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.